This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie. Thank you for joining us once again. And uh, it's funny, you know, sometimes we plan these shows weeks in advance. And other times we, we plan these shows minutes in advance. And as is the case this morning, you see someone walking down the hallway and you want to talk to them. And you've been thinking, oh, we got to talk to this person about this topic. And that's what happened because we saw Tracy Lapping walking down the hallway just a few minutes ago. Ontario SPCA Officer Tracy Lapping from Sudbury and District Branch. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for uh, making the time to join us. We we tackled you and dragged you into my office so we can do this podcast. Uh, we want to talk to you about horse care and horses for adoption. It's something that we haven't done many shows about and people think about our our uh, branches, our shelters, and they think about, you know, the typical domestic pets, cats, dogs, sometimes pocket pets like the, you know, uh, gerbils and so on. But they don't think of horses, and we've got horses too, and that's really cool. So subject matter expertise in your wheelhouse, so we want to talk to you about that this morning. Uh, tell us more about your background in dealing with horses. Well, uh, horses are certainly my passion. I've been involved in the equine industry for about 22 years. I started when I was eight years old and uh, absolutely hooked. I've been uh, working uh, for several uh, barns and equestrian facilities in northern Ontario. I am now a certified competition coach with the Ontario Equestrian Federation. Wow. And um, I'm actually a certified equine first aid instructor and I've taken a number of investigations related equine courses uh, through the University of Colorado. So my passion has certainly allowed me to um, uh, work within the OSPCA to advocate for these animals uh, and welfare situations. And uh, it's absolutely wonderful. You get to work in what you love. Now, you said you started at eight. Yes. I need you to reiterate or at least explain a little. What, what, what are you talking about? What did you start at eight? Oh, well, I started a um, uh, horseback riding camp. For, as a summer activity, okay, uh, as a birthday present, and um, the, through the last week of the camp, the last day rather, I was crying the whole day. Oh. I could not believe that it was over. I had enjoyed it so much. It was so wonderful uh, in a small community in northern Ontario. So my parents were able to put me in a second week, yeah. and then it started, I was able to begin with a weekly lesson program, and then into horse leasing, and then eventually horse ownership, um, doing some showing in Northern Ontario in a provincial circuit, and then just it just continued to flower and blossom, and uh, the education came and certifications came, and uh, I've just been able to really grow and um uh, be able to work in that industry, which applies to my job, That's which so is fabulous. Cool. That's so cool. You know what? You meet people that have had a passion since early childhood, and this is something that you've cared about since you were like in grade three or four, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're working in it. So kudos, congrats. That's that's very cool to see. Um, what considerations should someone take into account before buying or adopting a horse? Well, uh, horses are a little bit uh, tricky in that they have some <laughs> different needs than your regular dogs and cats. I mean, you can't keep them in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to t- have this conversation with my daughters for the record because they're, they're convinced that I work here and we're getting a horse. Well, so. I think I have to have that conversation with lots of uh, daughters. <laughs> um, anyhow, the um, the horse itself requ- has space requirements and uh, management requirements and um, 
lots of different things that can be challenging. So if you have um, a rural property, you can keep them at home, yeah. uh, but you need to make sure that you pr- can provide for them there. There's lots of boarding facilities that you can keep them at as well, yeah. uh, and that has a higher cost to it. So definitely considering uh, your needs, what you want to do with the horse, um, your budget, and how you can manage that horse are all things I would take into consideration because horses are all different. They have tons of different personalities and different requirements for their breeds and ages, which is similar to owning a dog. However, um, again, budget and everything needs to come into consideration because they are a rather costly pet. Okay. Now, but what am I looking for as a novice? I don't know a lot about this world. Tell me what, if I'm heading out on the road to find a stable where I want to keep my horse, what am I looking for? Like, what are the signs of a good stable? Well, I think a facility that can meet your needs. So if you want to ride through the winter, you would want to have perhaps an indoor riding arena. Um, But sometimes you can trail ride through the winter as well. Again, uh, a facility that can uh, manage your horse's requirements. So if you have an older horse, perhaps someone who is willing to provide that extra care. Uh, A property that can manage your horse's needs. So letting him meet other horses before he can go into a group of horses uh, as horses need to take time to meet each other before you would mix them into a group Do you have conflict amongst horses like that? Like... I've seen, I've, you know, I watch TV shows and, and you see about packs of dogs where sometimes there's conflict with dogs or even cats when you're mixing them in. So it's like that in the horse world too? Yes, horses certainly develop a hierarchy when they're living oh, in a group. Cool. I didn't know so that. So <laughs> um, when you go to, to place a new horse in a group, <clears throat> especially if the group is larger, you want to have a certain area where you can... Uh, first quarantine the horse when he first goes to the property uh, and secondly have an area where they can interact let's say over a fence Um, that way when you mix them in there is a little bit of familiarity and that other horse will see a little bit of the dynamics of the other group so they can know safer for them to mix them that way okay now uh, Katie tried to tell me that uh, you can feed a horse barbecue chips I don't think that's the truth so, I did not say that. Uh, okay, I might be lying. We just try to draw Katie into the show every week, <laughs> and she then gives me the dagger look and hates <clears throat> me more. So what can you feed a horse? Hay is an absolute staple in their diet. So you can feed them carrots and apples and things like that, and there are different types of grains you can add to their diet if they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, adding cereal grains and things of that nature to the diet is for horses that are working or horses that are um, in uh, production, so foaling, uh, some pregnant moms and things like that as well. Yeah. But typically, hay and water is great for horses. Do you take your horse to a vet or do you bring the vet to you? Like, how does that work? Where do I take my horse for medical care? Well, it's certainly easier for the veterinarian to come to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, however, horses um, sometimes are in situations where they need to be transported to a medical facility. Mm-hmm. So um, there is uh, the equine hospital at the University of Guelph. And uh, I believe there's another equine hospital in Caledon. Okay. Uh, so if you have something uh, that require that can't be done in, in the field, um, literally in the field at home, uh, you, they need to be transported to these facilities to address those issues. So again, uh, that that will have costs associated with it. So it's all about balance and making sure you can and can meet your horse's requirements and needs. Um, So having a really good relationship with your veterinarian, your local veterinarian, is really important. 
um, so that you can uh, definitely lean on them to help you if you get into an emergency situation. Okay. So let's say you've convinced me I want a horse. Do we have horses available for adoption right now? We absolutely do have horses. Yay! All right, tell me about it. How, how, okay, so we have horses. How would I go about adopting a horse from the Ontario SPCA? I think the best way to get involved with horse adoption would be to go to our website at www.ontarioSPCA.ca slash horses. All the information on who we have for adoption is there. And, oh, my gosh, there are some cute ones. Yeah? I wish I could have more than one. I can only have one. and His name is Quinn. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, but if I could, I would have them all if I could. I just love them so much. And horses can really bring um, a different joy to your life as adopting any pet. And uh, the OSPCA can certainly facilitate helping anyone find that pet that they're looking for. So we certainly have um, horses there. And they are a varying breed. Breeds, ages, colors, backgrounds. Nice. So we we certainly have a wide variety of animals that you can choose from, and we'll be able to help you find the horse that you're looking for because we have some really dedicated people who are there to uh, help you do that. Nice, awesome. Uh, Tracy Lapping, Ontario SPCA officer, Sudbury and District Branch. Thank you so much for making the time to join us this morning. We appreciate it. No problem. Uh, Thank you, the listener, for continuing to listen to Animals Voice podcast. And thank you for sharing this broadcast. As always, we're so grateful to all of you out there on Twitter, Facebook, uh, and everywhere just for for sharing this broadcast and and, uh, getting your friends, family to listen. And uh, please send your show topic ideas to me on Twitter. You can reach me at KevTheGrad or you can email me at K-M-A-C, K-E-N-Z-I-E, at OSPCA.com. On.ca. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.